Welcome to the Lift As You Climb podcast, where it's all about the journey and the joy of discovering who you are now, deciding who you want to become, and embracing your genuine identity, influence, and impact. In each episode, we'll explore how life's experiences have prepared us for what we choose to do next and how to create our encore, write our own script, and star in the next stage of our lives. I'm your host, your encore strategist and transformation catalyst, Isabel Alexander. Hello, everyone. And oh my, aren't we going to start this week off with a fabulous conversation? We're going to have some fun. It's going to be exciting and we're going to learn stuff because my guest today and I know that old chicks know shit. <laughs> Welcome, my guest, and I hope future BFF Jennifer Arthurton of the Old Chicks No Shit podcast. I accidentally discovered Jennifer on the airways and I immediately wanted to follow along because she was talking about things that really related to what I was going through in my life and I have been in the decade before and I will be going forward. And boy, how valuable is it to have a tribe of other women sharing their wisdom. So thanks again, Jennifer. Let's talk about what you know and what you're working on these days, who you're interviewing, and how that's really helping the women who tune in and listen to your program. Well, thanks so much for having me, Isabel. Yeah, so the Old Chicks No Ship podcast is focused on providing inspiration and information to midlife women who are chasing their dreams and what I call creating their kick-ass next chapter. And by kick-ass next chapter, what I mean by that is finding the things in their next chapter of life which feel truly authentic and fulfilling to them. I've interviewed all kinds of women on their reinvention stories, creating new careers, starting businesses, charities. Just recently, I interviewed a woman who, at the age of 65, decided to leave her corporate career and become a documentary film filmmaker. So yeah, just I feel very blessed to be able to have such amazing conversations with incredible women all over the world. Yeah. Some of your guests who really resonated with me, of course, Perturo, who founded the, the Pajama Program, and then I subsequently interviewed a couple of episodes ago. But also that amazing woman, and now I'm not going to remember her name, but the one who has got the very different perspective than I've ever heard about chakras and the relationships that we have in our lives, plus so many others. Why don't you tell us about a couple of your favorite interviews and how that all relates to this lifting and climbing with each other? Yeah, gosh, it's so funny because I say this all the time. Every time I get finished an interview, I say, that might be the best conversation I've had yet. And then I say it again in my audience. I think not starting to believe me anymore. But truly, everything I share on the podcast is about providing inspirational stories, but also anything that helps us understand ourselves better so that we can empower ourselves to do the things that it is that we want to do, to create the life that it is that we want. 
that chakra episode that you mentioned, that one was a really good one. Like I've heard of chakras, I've dabbled in chakras, but the explanation, and I'm totally missing her name. <laughs> I'm going to link to that specific episode because okay. now that we're both showing our age and having it intermittent memory, it's really an episode that's so valuable for everybody to listen to, no matter what age or how great your memory is, because it really was something I hadn't heard before. It was a different perspective, and it gave me some more resources in my own toolkit. Yeah, and I think like episodes like that, and I cover everything from the science to the woo, which is basically who I am. I love it all. And again, I think understanding things on a spectrum. So I cover a lot of neuroscience stuff and a lot of women doctors who have studied that stuff and can tell us how the brain works. But then I also cover like energy systems and like how the energy systems in our bodies work and how we can activate them, like activate different chakras and things like that. I also talk about spirituality because that was a huge part of my own when I found myself having to reinvent my entire life at the age of 50. It really was a personal development, but also a very spiritual journey to expand my understanding of who I was as a person and how I show up in the world and the gifts that I bring to the world. I truly believe that every single one of us comes onto this planet with innate gifts that we are supposed to share with the world. And then along the path of life, we get doing what we're doing, you're doing all the things, and then we cover up these gifts. And then when we reach midlife, it's the point where any part of us that has yet to be recognized is now clamoring for attention. And that's why we start to feel these shifts. That's why we start to feel some discomfort in, in our lives at this point, because it's about listening to those parts of us that have not yet been expressed. And so all the stuff that I cover on the podcast is about helping us understand that and recognizing that when we bring our most authentic selves, our most unique gifts and talents to the world is where we find that purpose and passion and fulfillment that we are all seeking in our lives. I love the imagery that you created for me about us and this struggle seems to feel like at a certain time in your life where we are born with innate gifts and strengths and we get on a track that is directed for us that you're supposed to do this and the metrics of success include these things and we're busy particularly as women we're busy raising families and building homes and building careers, we've continued to ignore, suppress some of those inner callings to pursue the passions that are there for us. I felt myself like, almost like I was screaming to get out of me at that particular time because I pushed the real Isabel down so far. So I love that you are offering people different perspectives and different tools because what not all of us are ready for the same things at the same time and i also really appreciate that you are offering us mirrors because that's what i was feeling when i was listening to some of your show and by the way your interview style is so wonderful because i really felt like i was just sitting in with you having coffee the mirror that i could hold up to myself when your guests and you 
we're sharing some of these shifts and experiences. And that's the reason why, that's one of the reasons why I started the podcast is because when my life fell apart around me, right, I thought I was all alone. Like, I truly believed I was looking out at the world thinking, how come everybody else has got their shit together? And I'm the one sitting over here with my life in crumbles around me, yeah. right? And it's only when I started to share my story, I started to hear back from other women that it was like, oh, okay, I'm not alone. This feeling that I have, this dissatisfaction, like a huge kind of embarrassment for me at that time was the fact that when my life crumbled around me and all of the identities that I had in the world were taken away, I had no idea who I was. And I started to realize again that like I wasn't alone in that. At first, I chastised myself. I'm like, how could you get so lost? But it's societal conditioning. It's our cultural conditioning. All of those things are like me. I was checking all of the boxes of all the things I thought I was supposed to do, right? And still it happened. And so what I realized was, is that when I share my story, somebody somewhere sees themselves. And when I share the stories of the women on my podcast, somebody will see themselves in them. Collectively, like when we are collectively sharing stories, we have the power to raise all ships together, to lift us all up at the same time. Somebody might hear your voice and take one thing away from it. Somebody might hear my voice and take one thing away from it. But the more we share, the more we can lift each other up in the process. I reinvented my life, my job now, is to pave the pathway so that the women coming behind me who are either younger than me in different stages of their life or different stages of their own midlife crisis or whatever it is, might be able to take a piece of information that might help them on their journey and they in turn do the same thing. And so the power of the collective is absolutely incredible. I am thrilled that you stated that because it is, it's like, some people would say, gee, why would you promote each other? Why are you talking about Jennifer's podcast on your podcast? Because we are amplifying the message and we are making it more accessible to, as you said, people who resonate with your voice or my voice or a particular peek into your life or my life that resonates with them. I'm also love the fact that we are demonstrating that some of those paradigms and, and untruths of the past need to be blown up, that we are not competitive. We are not climbing on top of each other as successful women. We are all collectively lifting together and raising everybody. And I just think, yay, there's some shit that we can blow up is that women aren't just backstabbing and competitive with each other. We're a community all getting better together. Yeah, that's so true. As women, we've been taught to see other women as competition and they couldn't be farther from the truth. And when it keeps us divided, it keeps us small, right? And so we constantly comparing And gosh, I've been guilty that I still do that today. And I have to remind myself that my journey is my journey. I am a unique being. I'm a unique soul with unique gifts, right? Nobody can compare anything to anything because we're all living out our lives, living out our purpose, living out our soul's desires in very different ways. And a horrible part about it too is women have been taught to be competitive about how we look, comparing ourselves physically to other women, which again, it's like comparing one flower to another flower on the same bush. You can't. 
They're all slightly different. Yeah. When we squash those kinds of things, right? And we can see each other as sisters and comrades and that we're all aiming for the same thing, right? Like together, there's so much more power in that collective than us standing individually. Absolutely. But does it matter how many times I learn a lesson or I'm exposed to some new ways of thinking? Each time that I have another opportunity to be exposed, I see it differently. I see it more colorfully, more meaningfully, and it sinks a little deeper into my soul. So there could never be enough times in my mind to talk about this, that as women, we are evolving. And that if you're static and if you're staying by the rules that someone else created for what's right for your age, your socioeconomic status, your culture, whatever, then it's a loss for everybody, including ourselves, by staying that way. You blew it up or circumstances blew up the life that you knew that you thought was, yes, I've checked all the boxes. What were some of the first things you realized that were not true as you went on that journey? It's a big question. But the first thing I really realized was I was not the roles that I played, right? I had become synonymous with being a wife, being a corporate executive, being a mom. At the time, I was like a, a gym rat, very physically fit. And when, when all of that was taken away from me, I honestly thought I ceased to exist. So if I didn't have those titles and if I didn't show up in those ways, then I wasn't valuable. I wasn't worth anything because... What I started to realize was those were my contributions, but they were not who I was. And so the idea of seeing myself as separate from the things that I did in the world, it was a bit of a journey to get there, but it was a very powerful journey because when you can see yourself separate from those things, you see yourself in a much bigger, more expansive way. And then the labels and the ways that you've defined yourself start to melt away. One of the things I used to tell myself all the time is I'm not creative, right? Because I had a corporate job, it was strategy, it was numbers, it was this, that, and the other thing, but I'm not creative. What I realized was when I took that label away, I'm actually a very creative person. And being creative is like core to who I am. It's, but I didn't know that before because I had confined to the box, myself to the box of what I thought it meant to be my job, right? As a corporate executive, I was running a business unit, like this is the box that I fit in. So separating myself, so Jennifer, the person from the roles that she played was a huge realization for me because, like I said, the roles that we play confine us into a certain belief about ourselves. And so when we think about doing something different, we struggle because we're like, oh, I can't do that because, and then we put ourselves in one of those boxes. When really the reality is we're limitless. We can do anything. It's not rocket science. We can learn anything. If we don't know it now, we can learn it. As long as we have the desire to do that, we can absolutely do it. Decoupling ourselves from the boxes and from the roles and the titles that we have in the world is a huge sense of empowerment. I'm so thrilled you, you positioned that because the intent for me with this season of my podcast is to be able to showcase ideas and perhaps spark some inspiration for people on how to make a difference, how to 
identify their passion and how to translate that into a purpose that may be entirely unrelated to anything that they've done yet in their lives to free them up, give them permission by example and by these conversations and sharing of wisdom with people such as yourself, that anything is possible if you give yourself that permission and then just know that all around us are the resources, the people, the teachers, the mentors, the ideas that we could then go, okay, I don't have to know everything yet, but I need to know the first step. You can't do that easily if you're still holding on to this bar of the trapeze swing and you're afraid you'll fall because this is all this one over here. I don't know about you, but when I was in that state of my life of complete reinvention, I did feel like I was falling. Life was unknown. The lift as you climb ladder, I fell right off because I knew who I was when I had that business card, when I had that title of CEO, when I, I traveled in the circuits that I traveled. But when I was no longer doing that, I literally, I woke up and said, who am I? So I love that you and I could share candidly with everyone who's listening. They're not alone. It's natural, right? Like the butterfly, <laughs> the caterpillar has to trust that when it becomes the goo, <laughs> that's not the end, that there is a butterfly on the other side of that uncomfortableness. Yeah, and that's the thing. As humans, we are wired to feel like the unknown is going to be worse than where we are now, even if we don't like where we are now. We always naturally assume that what we don't know is going to be worse than what we know, when the reality (laughs) is there's a 50-50 shot it could be way better than something we know, and probably more than 50% chance that it could be something considerably better. And then we hold ourselves back in this place where we just continue to feel stuck and go around in circles. We can just, like you said, sit through the uncomfortableness of not knowing because that was a huge part of my journey. I walked around like for months, almost a year, probably going, okay, I don't know what. And so I got to this point where I'm like, what do I know right now? What would feel good to me right now? And I would do that thing. Even though I had a bigger horizon than I wanted, but the only thing I knew was the next, the very next step. And so I would take that one. And sometimes we have to do that. I recall one of your episodes or one of our conversations, the challenge that we have with our own brain intercepting us in that progress because it, its job has been to keep us safe, keep us away from any potential perceived threat, changing who we are, what we do, who we associate with, what we dream of, to our ancient brain is a threat. It's like the the tiger that's going to jump out of the bushes and get us. Recognizing that too, that it's built into us, it's supposed to protect us, but we have to recognize it for what it is and go, it's okay. Calm down. I got this. I'm going to take a step. We're going to try it out. We'll see if nobody dies. They keep going. That's why I always say you take the smallest step you think you can possibly take in the direction that you want to go because it's a little bit of a brain, right? So when you go to take that step, 
the alarm bells sound and then, you know, your brain goes, it's okay, it's okay. She's just taking this little step. And versus when you take a giant leap, right? Like, and then your brain is like sounding all the alarms, right? To pull you back. Yeah. And so taking those small steps, we have a bit of an all or nothing mentality is I need to be doing it a hundred percent or I'm not doing it at all. When the reality is any big change that happens very incrementally, tiny step after tiny step, you would be amazed at how far you can get with tiny steps. One day you look back and you're like, wow, look where I was, look where I am. Letting go of that all and out and nothing mentality and <laughs> taking those tiny steps or taking those tiny actions is actually a great way to do it. Because our fear says nothing about our capability. That's another big thing that I learned along the way is even though I'm afraid of something does not mean I'm not capable of it. Oh, now that, I need to have that on a t-shirt. I know you're a speaker and you're an author and a podcaster par excellence, but I know you've also done some workshops and this is taking me back to our conversation about intuition and how do you connect intuition with taking that next step, Jennifer? That's a great question. So we all have inside us that little voice, right? Before my life fell apart, probably in the five years before that, this little voice would pop up every once in a while and it would be this question, like, is this all there is? Is this really what I work so hard for? This little nagging dissatisfaction. And instead of paying attention to it, I would basically tell it to sit down and shut up because A, I didn't know what to do about it, right? Like I had invested so much into the life that I had built, right? And B, it scared the crap out of me because if it wasn't doing that, what was I going to do? Like that huge unknown was in front of me because I couldn't see myself doing anything else. So I would tell it to sit down and shut up and I would carry on until it got to the point where eventually the universe grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me and said, no, we're not going that way anymore. We're going this way. So I'm taking all this stuff away from you and I'm putting you on this track over here. Which looking back on it now, I'm like, thank goodness, because had I been faced with the choice of, okay, you can leave all of this behind, the great salary, the great title, the great job, like everything, and go over here, there could be some good stuff over for you to the big unknown. I would never have made that choice personally because like it was literally I had invested everything to get to where I was. And so that little niggling voice was just getting louder and louder. Eventually, after everything did fall apart, the only thing I had left was that inner voice. And so every day I would make time to connect back into myself. And this was the other big lesson is in the doing of all the things that I had been doing to get to where I was, I had completely disconnected from myself. So I'd been checking all the boxes, but nowhere along the way had I actually thought, hey, Jen, is this really what you want to be doing? Is this the path that you want to be taking? And I never checked in to see if I was happy doing it. And so the very first thing that I had to do was to connect back with myself. And as the universe does, luckily, she put me in bed, unable to get out for most days, like staring at the ceiling. I had nothing but time to connect with myself. The more I started to connect with myself, doing like journaling, free writing, sometimes just taking a short walk in nature and like any of those things that I did, I started to be able to hear the voice a little bit louder, right? And I would try it. I would test it on small things. It's where am I being guided now? Okay, you're being guided to the forest. Okay, go to the forest. And I would just do it on these little things. 
until we built up a bit of a trust relationship. So just like in any relationship, I'm like, I'm not going to walk out into the street and ask the next guy, see, what should I do? Because I'd be like, you don't know me. And so it's the same thing, right? I had to build that trust with myself and that inner voice in order to get comfortable enough to be able to act on what it told me. And now I'm at the point, like, sometimes my inner voice is telling me to do something. And I'm like, really? Really? You want me to do that? Okay. All right. We're going to try it. Because it feels so far out of left field. It's so interesting. You just made me think about how often do we disregard our higher self, our inner voice, our wisdom of our soul and our selves, and let somebody else make a decision. Somebody who doesn't know us. All the time. All the time. Good Lord. All right. People that are listening, think about this. Like, how often are you giving over the decisions about your satisfaction, your growth, your legacy, your joy, everything to someone else who doesn't know 1% about you that you know about yourself? If you take the time to get reacquainted, right? Yeah, that was literally my whole entire life. My cultural and my upbringing said, do this step, go to school, make sure you get a good job, make sure you do all the right things to move up the ladder. Like I said, and I never checked in to say, hey, is this what you want? I was so busy following this path that had already been laid out for me, regardless of who I was inside and what I wanted. Yeah. Absolutely. In my encore vernacular, in my programs, I call it like you're playing a part that somebody else wrote for you. It isn't your part, but we go along, we've been typecast into that role. And until you quit that part and go, okay, who am I and how do I store? How do I stand in the spotlight as the me today, because we are, and we're not the same person 10 years ago or 20 years or 30 years ago. Thank goodness. I would love to continue to talk about this because I think there's so much, there's so much richness here in helping people figure out who they are and what is the legacy for them today that they can actually grab onto, believe in, trust themselves and be present to influence it and increase the impact while they're alive, as opposed to waiting till they're dead. I know that you have a resource that could be helpful for getting people to storage. Could you tell us a little bit about the five ways to get unstuck and create your kick-ass next chapter and why everybody should immediately go to the show notes, find the link and download that PDF? So, Five ways to get unstuck and create your kick-ass next chapter is basically five steps on the journey to understanding yourself and to getting in touch with their inner voice, really. And we talked about one of them about getting to know yourself. There's ones in there about allowing yourself to dream, right? This is a huge one, right? Like when we were kids, we used to daydream all the time about the house we were going to live in and who we were going to marry and how many kids we were going to have and all of that. Somewhere along the way, a teacher or parent said, stop daydreaming and get back to work. And then we forgot. When we're thinking about our next chapter, it's like we don't have anything pulling us forward because we've stopped allowing ourselves to daydream about what would feel really good to me? What do I want? Right? Just create these like little imaginary scenarios. 
Because those little imaginary scenarios are incredibly powerful. First of all, they're powerful reflections of us, like the inside of us, our soul's voice, our intuitive voice. And it's also powerful because it's a GPS, right? Our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So when we spend time imagining something, our subconscious brain goes, oh, okay, yeah, that already happened. So when we go to do it, when we go to take steps towards it and the alarm bells go off, Subconscious mind goes, calm down, everybody. We're just going over here. We've already done it before. That is truly as simple as it gets, right? We rehearsed it. The fire drills already happened. We practiced it all those times. We know which exit to take out of the building, where to stand, all that stuff. So we don't get that resistance from our brain, our lizard brain. Or- right. You can do this. It doesn't need to be a huge, elaborate dream. You can do it on, how would I like my day to go? How would I like this conversation that I'm about to have go? How would I like this event to go, right? Just get in the habit of having a daydream about the perfect outcome. And as you do that and you get more comfortable with it, you'll build, right? And then I also talk about in that about taking tiny steps. So we talked about that. And the other really important piece, and there's lots more in there, it is a journey. So I've laid it out in five simple steps. They are not linear, nor should they be linear because everybody's journey is different. But it's five things for you to consider as you start moving towards your journey. And the most important one at the end, and we talked about this a little bit at the beginning, is don't do it alone. When we're in our own heads, we talk ourselves out of all kinds of stuff, right? But when we can share our dreams, our hopes, our desires, with like-minded community, like people who understand, not people who are going to tell us we can't do it. Nope, we don't want those people. We want like-minded community who are where we are at, who can see see us for what we are, like see things we can't see about ourselves, to hold our beliefs on the day when we're really struggling. I can't do this. And somebody will be like, yes, you can. I can see it in you, Isabel. I know you can do it. Having that sense of community and belonging is so incredibly important because we are not alone, like we talked about. And together, like the power of a collective of midlife women all raising each other up is beyond comprehension. We can do amazing things in the world. So it's a five-step guide. It's not a linear guide. It's one of those things that you might pick up and today focus on step one or step four, or maybe step two is calling for you, to you today. It's not as easy as in do step one, step two, and oh, hey, presto, there you are at the end of your right. It sounds like it's something that you want to keep on your bedside table. Exactly. And when on days where the path ahead isn't clear or somebody maybe has chipped away at your confidence or your vision, go back to refer to question one again or whatever it is may be. All right. I thank you so much. I know that's an incredibly generous and valuable resource. And I want everyone to know that they can find you and listen to the podcast and the amazing people that you bring along there that are contributing to this collective wisdom and the community all around us. So until we meet again, and I hope that we do so soon, thank you again, Jennifer. And thank you for affirming that old chicks do no shit. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope our conversation added value to your day and expanded your vision for your legacy and impact. 
please join me in increasing my impact and expanding my reach to even more people by sharing this episode on social media with friends and leaving a review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or channel of choice. To catch all the latest from me, subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me and others in our community Facebook group, The Lift As You Climb Movement, where you can engage, be inspired by, and grow with a tribe of like-minded people. As I evolve as a podcaster and spokeswoman for collaboration and economic empowerment, your input and feedback are especially important to me. I welcome your suggestions and questions to hello at theencorecatalyst.com. Until we meet again, please remember, your success may be the foundation for someone else's. Together, we can raise success ladders around the world.